Hi, I'm Karen Martineau, founder of Bevival.com, and welcome back to the Long Before the End podcast series. In this series, we're examining our relationship with mortality by exposing how death, the protagonist, is portrayed in classic and contemporary literature. My hope is that these discussions will bring insight to your life as well as inspire your end-of-life narrative. I'm Michael Hamilton. And I'm Jed Beitler. We're discussing the book Death with Interruptions by Jose Saramago. In our past episodes, we've explored many of the issues raised in this fascinating book. In our last topic, How We View Death, Saramago presented us with the challenge of watching as some of the characters realize that their own deaths are imminent. When Death realized her error in granting immortality, she changed her strategy, initially just hinting, The strange thing about illness is that people hope to shake it off. Only too late do they realize it will be their final illness. But that was too subtle. So she decided to send letters to those approaching the end. A perfect metaphor for how our culture approaches death. Getting your affairs in order should be a simple process. You know, last week I went to see Hostels. That's the new Christian Bale film. And he plays this U.S. cavalry officer who reluctantly is escorting a dying Cheyenne war chief, Yellowhawk, back to his home in Montana. What's interesting is it may look like a Western, but it's really a film about transformation. Because we see Bale's character, Captain Blocker, slowly change. He, he evolves throughout the story. And then with about 10 minutes left in the movie, Blocker approaches Yellowhawk, who's obviously at the end. And the following exchange takes place. Yellowhawk says, we know death comes to us all. And Bale's character says, don't look back, my friend. Go in a good way. A part of me dies with you. It was a magical moment. And we see the wisdom that Bale's character has acquired during this journey. And we witness also the closure of two past enemies who have become friends. It's a virtual mirror into our Long Before the End podcast. See, we developed this series because we need to talk about achieving resolution, closure in our lives. That's the concept of death literacy, cleaning up loose ends, or as the book calls it, putting your affairs in order. Because see, in reality, it's a really difficult process, something that most people either defer until it's way too late or they avoid altogether. Yeah, if you look at Google's top reasons why people avoid having these conversations, you get, oh, not a chance. I've heard that if I make out my will, I fill out an advance directive, I'll die sooner. Or I want to think about my life, not about my death. Or, you know what, I'm going to let my family figure it out. It's not my problem. But if you've gone through making life's decisions and this is too hard, ultimately you end up leaving a legacy of pain. That makes sense as long as you're an observer. But see, when it's you, it's a totally different story. I didn't think in terms of causing pain for anybody. I just didn't want to confront it. And also, I have to confess something. I don't want to make this sound like it's an easy process. It takes time. It takes patience. It takes courage. And honestly, there are still loose ends that I'm slowly working through. Yeah. Uh, Even yesterday on the tennis court, you were still making cancer jokes. Now, where I see the transition in you and how I've seen you progress is that your joke was only sotto voce to me and not to the rest of the people on the surrounding courts. But, you know, seriously, 
People always look to find ways not to deal with it. It's not always conscious, but it acknowledges your vulnerability. It's confronting your mortality, the finality of it all. There's a great quote from the Roman philosopher Seneca. Death is the wish of some, the relief of many, and the end of all. Yeah, it makes sense in retrospect, but I couldn't see it in the moment. No, let me self-correct on that. I just didn't really want to see it. There's this Irish writer, Brendan Behan, who coined the phrase, he was dragged kicking and screaming into the 20th century. That's the perfect description of me dealing with cleaning up loose ends. We've discussed this many times. It's not just about the patient. It's the entire family as well. Each person in that constellation is affected. Well, when you put everything in order, you're not constrained or preoccupied, whatever you want to call it, by anything. Exactly. I can live life fully. And for me, doing the right thing is really important. I just didn't realize there was a thing to do. And in retrospect, it takes the onus off my wife, my daughter, my son, the people I really love and care about. It's an opportunity, and it might sound corny, but really, it's an opportunity to support one another. We're a team. We're an ensemble. And that's a perfect lead-in to death literacy. We've mentioned it several times through these podcasts, but never really explained it in any depth. Right. I've spent the last 10 minutes talking about me, not it anyway. Well, you are an only child. Uh, but seriously, there's practicality in planning well for end of life, having a will, advanced care directives, a DNR, etc. Remember at the beginning of the book, Death with Interruptions, when death stops the dying process, it left many people in a state of what they called arrested death. Well, in reality, we've made so many advances in medical science that many patients today find themselves in that similar suspended state. So while the book is a fantasy, we've been discussing these themes in the podcast series because they are, in fact, issues that people have to confront every day in their real life. Yeah, my brother, for example, was totally caught unawares that our dad wanted to be cremated, not buried. Yeah, I think that practicality was more apparent to me. It's much easier to fill out paperwork than having a conversation around it. But in hindsight, I found that including others in the decision-making was crucial for everyone. It's about comforting and, and reassuring to have a sense of closure. But it didn't make it any easier to start having the conversations. I mean, what have you been dealing with with this process? Well, it took us forever to drop a will because we had that kind of manana attitude. But eventually, we started talking to the kids about all the things that could transpire, all the things that could happen, and, you know, including cremation or what happens if one of us is in the hospital with a catastrophic illness or injury and you know, so on. It was an uncomfortable but practical conversation for us, but it was a really uncomfortable but necessary conversation for our kids. For a population that excels at living well, we fall short when it comes to dying well. And this is why death literacy has become so important, why I founded Bevival.com. Preparing for death is no different than planning any other life cycle event. I know it seems counterintuitive to embrace our end, but when you do, every minute of living gets colored in meaning. So what exactly is death literacy? It's about organizing our future. It's about learning and doing what is needed for end of life long before end of life arrives. 
Death literacy is an acquired and desirable skill, no different than learning how to read, drive, cook, hold a newborn, or do financial planning. It's about envisioning death and empowering your loved ones with that knowledge. This book raises so many good questions that we really want to ask you, the listeners. If you had the chance of knowing when you were going to die, would you want to find out? If you knew you were going to die, would you tell anyone? Family? Friends? Let us know what you think. What are your thoughts? What questions occur to you? Send us your suggestions on what you'd like to hear discussed in future podcasts. You can email us directly at longbeforetheend at gmail.com. That's one word, longbeforetheend at gmail.com. And you can find Bevival's Long Before the End book group on Facebook. I'm Jed. And I'm Michael. This has been the Long Before the End podcast series brought to you by Bevival.com.